The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It is much appreciated. We have not talked since the debacle on the lakefront against the Packers, and we are going to continue to talk about the debacle on the lakefront against the Packers because we have some answers, which is good, and some discussion about things that have happened and maybe some things that can be better, and I'm going to get to that momentarily. Thanks to everyone who checked out the podcast immediately after the game, after it was posted, or you checking it out on Monday morning. It's always appreciated. Like I've been saying, this is the time of year where we give you more. We do more output. So the goal of this pod is to kind of talk about what's going on with the Bears overall and, of course, preview the game against the Buccaneers, which I am intrigued by. And... Honestly, I think the Bears have a really good chance. Well, I shouldn't say really good, considering how they played on Sunday, but I think that they have a, a chance to win that game. And it it is, I think it's a really important game, which unfortunately this time of year we shouldn't be talking about close to must-win type games for this team. That should not be what we're discussing at all, but it is because of what happened on the lakefront on Sunday. A couple things and I got some pieces of the press conferences that I want to share and discuss. But I wanted to some stuff that I didn't I'm not necessarily going to play for you, but I do want to talk about the idea that Matt Eberflus felt it necessary to talk with Chase Claypool. We got to we got to discuss this, man. Like, we got to discuss this. That pick that was given up could have been a three technique or an end, a developmental end 
that you wouldn't have had to spend $10 million on in Yannick Ngakwe, and I get the $10 million for a football team for one season. Not that big a deal. But it is a big deal when you make a move, a power move like that, and you get a player midseason that another team who's in a similar situation as you are, the Steelers had a young quarterback that needed help from his wide receivers. You would think that you would get every possible you would you would give give that young quarterback every possible weapon at your disposal. And if you're telling me that you want to get rid of a mid twenties big bodied wide receiver who could conceivably help that quarterback, I've got questions about why you as a team want that quarterback, that receiver. Then I have questions why you the team on the other end of the trade possibility want that player. And you better be right because of what you gave up, the possibility of what you gave up. It's 32nd pick, and we know one of the picks was vacated. But it's still basically a first-round pick that we're talking about. And you didn't have it because you decided that you were going to roll dice on Chase Claypool. And the tape that was put out, Mike Renner, who we talked to on the radio show, and he had all of the cut-ups of what was poor playing by Chase Claypool. It's it's really, really upsetting to see a player not seemingly not try. Or have terrible technique, which you're going to hear Matt Eberflus talk about here in this cut. All that stuff is disheartening for a player that you put your reputation on the line. This was one of the first big moves that Ryan Poles made, and it looks like it backfired on him. So I want you to hear from Matt Eberflus him kind of explaining his process on figuring out what's going on with Chase Claypool and what he thinks is and isn't acceptable. Yeah, we know, you know, we already visited about that. Uh, I think it was maybe uh, Sunday after the game or Monday it was, but uh, yeah, again, you know, you guys all saw the plays, you know, that, uh, and again, the perimeter blocking needed to improve uh, for all of us. And, uh, and we're going to get that work hard to get that done. Matt, with Chase Claypool specifically with the blocking, is that reflective of an inability to block or of poor effort blocking? You know, I would just say everything comes down to technique. You know, it's, it's about technique, and it's about really about when you're blocking the perimeter like that, you have to have good technique, right? And, uh, you know, he's displayed good technique in practice on that, and uh, that's why we had him in those positions. But uh, perimeter blocking is all about technique. It's all about your angles. And it's all about your intensity for sure, and uh, it's always about that. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're push cracking on a, on a line on a, a linebacker or cracking down on, on somebody inside. Um, that's what it's always about. Because you had St. Brown inactive, he's known as a very good blocking wide receiver. Is it possible that Claypool would be inactive this week? So we're looking at all possibilities right now. You know, I'm not going to talk about who's going to be up and down for the game right now. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, but uh, we're looking at all all things to make our team better. Who's going to be up and who's going to be down in terms of the active roster? Last thing on that, he went. Claypool went to the injury tent. I think twice. Was that was injury a factor in how he played Sunday, or did you think he was fine physically? 
There was there was no injury reported. Now Eberflus isn't going to tell you that he's going to play or not. He's very close to the vest when it comes to that sort of stuff. He doesn't want to give the other team an opportunity to figure out what his personnel groupings are going to look like. But I do think that it is it is in the realm of possibility that this is one of those times where you tell a player, hey, man, you got to take a seat. You got you got to come sit next to me for a week, and then we'll find out how big your desire is to play. How important it is for you to play ball. And maybe this maybe it can end up being a really good thing. Maybe you end up getting exactly what you need from that player going forward. But it's it's a bad look on Ryan Poles right now. A bad look that that player has put you in a situation like this. He's put you in a situation to look bad. And he's got to get better. Got to get better. There's another thing that I thought was really interesting from the beat talking with Matt Eberflus. We're all trying to figure out, I, I guess we're, we're trying to figure out how much blame goes where when it comes to the problems that, that the Bears have offensively. How much of it is offensive line play? How much of it is the quarterback not trusting what he's seeing, maybe not understanding when guys are open, like the concept of college open, pro open, and, and, and trusting hey, I'm going to throw this ball on time and my guys are going to be there for it. Whether it's something that's schematic, how the offense and game plan are drawn up each week and whether that benefits the talent that you actually have or is it effort like what we're talking about with Chase Claypool where even the most novice fan can question his want to and that's never, ever a good thing. Matt Eberflus, I thought had some interesting things to say about this, about what it's supposed to look like and what they ask Justin Fields to do inside of their offense. Take a listen to this. Yeah, I mean, you have play design, right? And you have reads, right? And you, and the, the DJ may be the number one read, but if that read's taken away, you got to move to the next progression, Right. You know, so you can't, you know, there's other plays that are plays designed that, you know, you're catching and throwing to, to people right away. But when you're moving the ball down the field, okay, and, and doing the progression of that, you got to go through your progression. And he might be the number one progression. If it's there, boom. If, you, if it's not, then you got to progress through your, through your reads. Man, there, was, there was a conversation on the broadcast about midway through the third quarter about your sideline feeling kind of dead when the defense was out there and the offense was on the bench. Were you happy with the energy level the offense showed? And I'm asking just because of this. During training camp, Justin and the offense talked about needing to kind of manufacture some juice uh, when they're struggling, and, and that appeared to help them kind of in the short term. Yeah, I mean, energy energy really comes down to what does it come down to? You know, it comes down to executing, right? You get energy from execution. Does that make sense? You know, so... You know, executed at a high level, 
get a lot of energy, right? You know, in defense, you know, big hits and takeaways, that's execution. That takes, that's what it takes, right? Uh, big runs, chunk plays, right? That creates energy, right? So we're always going to be positive, upbeat, and those are the guys that are in the locker room. The guys in the locker room have great attitudes. They have, you know, great motivation. You know, they, that's why they're in the, in the seats they are, right? They're all tough, right? So we got to make sure that we, if we execute, right, we're going to have great energy, right? Because, you know, it's play after play after play. You know, is the other team going to make a play? Yeah, you got to reset and then go execute. And that's that's where that energy comes from. What I'm not hearing there, and I don't know that I need to hear it, I'm not hearing a full backing of the quarterback. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm not sure that Matt Eberflus knows what he's doing. I've got questions about the whole thing now. I mean, I've had, I mean, I've had questions about a lot of the stuff with the Bears, and people didn't want to hear me because apparently, you know, Ryan Poles is King Poles, and he could do no wrong, and look at what he did with this trade that he pulled off. Matt Eberflus is a coach that's now lost, what, 11 games in a row? I don't know many coaches that get opportunities to go on super long losing streaks in the NFL, especially when the general manager goes out and adds pieces that he thinks you should be able to coach up. So I'm not sure if he knows exactly what's up, if he's good at this, but I do know that it sounds like, I shouldn't say I know, I don't know. It sounds like to me that you're hearing a head coach say, yeah, my guy needs to do stuff. My guy needs to do stuff. And he's got to figure some of this stuff out. And that's totally fine, too. We're still in the learning curve, but we're getting towards the end. We're getting towards the end of just kind of allowing Justin Fields to work his way through this without us seeing progress. It's possible that the progress comes against Tampa on Sunday. I, I think that there's a chance of it, although I do have some concern, concerns. And we'll talk about that in, in the second half of, of this episode of what my concerns are. And they might be your concerns, too. So let's go to the quarterback now. Let's hear from the quarterback himself on this. Herb Howard asked these questions, and I think they are good questions, about Justin Fields' involvement in game planning, his involvement in the offense, and his ability to audible to change plays, to change looks. His answer is fascinating. Take a listen. I'm pretty involved, you know. Uh, Of course, they put the plays in, and then, you know, I communicate with Luke and Andrew on what plays I'm comfortable with, what plays I like and dislike, and, you know, uh, the answers to different coverages and stuff like that. So I'm pretty involved with it. What about freedom to adjust things off the line of scrimmage or as plays come in, even to your headset? You said what? What about your freedom? Do you have much freedom to adjust as plays come either into your headset or at the line of scrimmage? Uh, yeah, I would say so, especially once we get cer- if we get certain looks on the defensive on uh, the defensive side of the ball. If we get, you know, they present us something to where you know we talked about it earlier in the week to you know change something up 
and stuff like that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to have trust in your OC to, uh, you know, call the right plays. And, you know, if the defense gives you something that you weren't expecting, just, you know, work off of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go to the line of scrimmage and uh, change up the whole play when, you know, we talked about it. We talked about why we're running the play why we're running the play in a certain situation. So um, I'm going to read it out. And, um, you know, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, then I just work through my progression and, you know, make a play. Here's my thing, and I said it on Twitter when it was posted. I understand that you want to show trust to the offensive coordinator. But trust goes both ways. And it's possible. To me, it's not disrespect. If on the whiteboard... When you're getting ready for the game, you're expecting one thing. But as the game goes on and you're out there living it as the quarterback of the team, it might look different than what it looked like on film. And you might have to take things into your own hands. You might have to say, you know what? This look is not going to work against this front. Or... They change something to make it look different. We have to adjust to it. That is the responsibility. It's not just a privilege of playing quarterback. It's the responsibility of the quarterback to get you out of a bad play. If there's a bad play design or it's a bad play design because the defense showed you something that they didn't show you on film, that you weren't quite ready for, then it is the responsibility of the quarterback to get you out of that play. You shouldn't be running dead plays. Plays that you see at the line of scrimmage and say it's not going to work, those plays can't be run, or at least can't be run as frequently as the Bears have been running dead plays. You got to make a play. And sometimes that means we're going to check out of this play. We're going to get our our four yards and live to fight another down instead of running a play that we know is going to fail or has a, a higher likelihood of failing. That's an issue of, of quarterback maturity. That's an issue of Justin having to say, this is my team in my offense. This shit is not going to work. We're going to go to the other play that we had called in the huddle. Or we're going to check out of it. Now, Olin Krutz has some really good breakdown of Justin sliding a protection on the Mooney touchdown, which does show growth and shows, hey, this, this kid is, is figuring some stuff out. It's not happening fast enough, and I hate that I'm saying that. You looked at the two quarterbacks on Sunday, and one of them looked prepared. The other one looked less prepared. And I get that the Packers, from a roster standpoint right now, are better. Their defense is better and farther along than where the Bears' defense is. But still... Way more experience at this point for Justin Fields than there was for Jordan Love. And Jordan Love looked like the better quarterback. Period. So I hope that Justin understands that I I get that you want to respect your coach and respect the, 
the scheme and the game plan. I get it. But you're the quarterback. Your your vantage point is the most important. All right. <laughs> I mean, we could go on. I There's a lot of stuff that could still be talked about inside the podcast and and if there's something else that comes up throughout the week, I might do another post. But I do want to get to the game itself against Tampa Bay. Why I think it's so important and what I think the Bears can do to win the game. But I also think that there is some danger here and I want to explain what I mean. I'll do that after a timeout. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Last week... Tampa Bay went to Minnesota and beat the Vikings. To a lot of people, it was shocking. And I get that. I'm also, I was looking at the futures on NFL teams. And the Vikings over under to start the season was eight and a half. And I remember talking with Joe Ostrowski about it. I'm like, wow, for a team that won 13 games last year and Sure, they lost Dalvin Cook, but Alexander Madison or Alexander Madison is supposed to be pretty good. Having having them drop four and a half losses, I mean four and a half wins, like that seems 
dramatic. And I was thinking about putting some money on it. And I saw it was like minus 104. And I was like, I really don't care that much. I'm not doing that. So they, they go and they beat Minnesota in Minnesota. I was reading this as I was getting ready for the podcast. And I thought you might find it interesting. Baker Mayfield told the Tampa Bay offense that he had figured out the Vikings' defensive signals. He knew what their calls were when they were in cover two, when they were in man, when they were in cover three. And a couple of the receivers were like, wait, what? Now, with all of that information, they still only scored 10 points in the half against that Vikings defense, but they did enough to win the game. Baker is is uh, cheeky. And what I think the Bears need to do, where's old Coach Yost from Remember the Titans? You blitz all night. Matt Eberflus doesn't like to blitz. He did say in the press conference on Wednesday, though, that it's about getting pressure on the quarterback. It's about making the quarterback uncomfortable. However you got to do it, that's how you got to do it. And maybe that means that you got you to change up. You got to send TJ Edwards and Jaquan Brisker on blitzes to try to speed Baker Mayfield up so he does that thing where he turns his back as he throws the ball because he knows he's going to get hit, and then it ends up in your defender's hands. That's what the Bears have to do. That's what they got to, in my opinion, the the Vikings, the Buccaneers defense is still really good. And hey, they will blitz. And it was one of the first things that Matt Eberflus was talking about this week. Of looking at Tampa Bay and what they tried to do against Kirk Cousins. Who at this point is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Not more talented, but a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And they were able to speed him up. They get takeaways. They preach it down there. They drill it and they try to speed you up so that they can take the ball away from you. It is a major concern of mine going into this game considering that the Bears' offensive line still looks problematic to me. They've got to make a better overall effort and not collapse. And more so than just breaking down and making it so that Justin Fields is running for his life. The Bears offensive line can't get behind the sticks. No procedural penalties cut down on the holding penalties. I know it's almost impossible to get out of a game without a holding penalty. But you got to cut it down significantly. You got to cut it down. Or else you're going to end up in a bad spot. But I think that the Bears like the Bears y'all, you know I try not to I try not to 
be hyperbolic when it comes to this, and, and I understand that it's just one loss that the Bears suffered. It feels like more, but it's only one. If you're them, you can't lose this game. If you're the Bears, you can't lose this game. Now, there's another winnable game after the Chiefs game. Because what happens is the Bears play the Bucks, Then they get the Chiefs on the road. That's, that feels like an automatic loss. Denver's not any good, but you expect that by week four, Sean Payton will have figured some things out. He's a better coach than Matt Eberflus. Then it's the Commanders, who their defense to me is a little bit scary. Vikings, Raiders, Chargers, Saints. There are some wins that are possible, but if you lose this game to Tampa, you are taking a risk of finding yourself being 0-4, 0-5. And that's when people start asking difficult questions about whether or not people's jobs are still going to exist. But you buy yourself, I'm a big proponent of buy yourself some time with a win. Buy yourself some time to figure things out with a win. And so it's here. Now, I do have some concerns, and Kyler Gordon's hand is one of them. You don't, if you don't have Kyler Gordon available to you, they still got some guys who can make plays. Mike Evans is still out there. and He can still ball, and you saw it. He's mad because he's not getting paid, and he didn't get paid this past offseason. He's going to have some things to say. Baker Mayfield wasn't overly impressive in this game against Minnesota. Here are his numbers if you were wondering. 21 of 34, 173, two touchdowns, no interceptions, passer rating of 94.4. Better than Fields. But there's still some chances to, to take the ball away. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are problematic. And they're going to put some pressure on you. And we'll see. We'll see what the Bears do. But Tampa came up with two interceptions in this game. Came with with an interception and, and two fumbles in this game. They're good on special teams. And they're playing at home. I have concerns that this Bears team isn't as tough as I'd like for them to be. I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love for them to come out in this game against Tampa and do work and take all of the stuff that happened to them against Green Bay, all of the criticism that they're getting from all of us, and that criticism is deserved. Use that as fuel and turn it into a win. And even though you're walking into a game against the Chiefs the next week, it feels a lot better than 0-2 and going to Kansas City because then it's just a snowball rolling downhill. But I give them a good chance to win the game for no other reason is other than I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I think that he can be had, which, but, but, if you, if you look at Baker Mayfield's career, the way to get to him 
is with pressure. So you better bring some. You you better bring some of that. Make him uncomfortable. Chase him around. And make him throw the ball to you. And when he does throw the ball to you, catch it. That's that's my my key for the game. When the other quarterback throws you the ball, catch it. All right, that'll wrap it up unless something else crazy happens between now and the game, which with this Bears team is very possible. Appreciate your support as always. It's always a good time when we get an opportunity to hang out and talk about things. Let's see what the Bears can do. We're already here at Frustration Land. Maybe that changes Sunday's pod. Perhaps it'll be a happy thing. I will talk to you next time. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.